everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through April 16th. It's over. The season is over. It is. I know there's probably some small international competitions, but we are considering the 2022-2023 season officially over. Yes. Yes, we are. (laughs) And at what point do you draw the line and say that those smaller competitions are part of the new season and not the old season? I don't know. Yeah, because now everything is like running together. We're having still some competitions that are part of the 2022-2023 season, and then we're starting to have competitions for next season already. Yeah, solo dance in the U.S. has already been competing for the 23-24 season. This has been going on for weeks now. Yeah. And so we need to step over the line and move firmly into the new season. Yeah. Well, Daphne, you know on Monday I was really feeling it. I was already ready for the season to be over. And I was like not even excited for World Team Trophy. I was like, oh, one more competition. Really, I'm just ready to have a little break and then get ready for um, next season. And one thing I've been, I'm all about these like throwing out ideas on how things could be better. And I... I've been thinking that maybe we need to try to put in World Team Trophy in with Worlds and do like two days before, two days after, and just have the team event there. I know that might not be what everybody wants because especially fans in Japan, World Team Trophy has been in Japan since its start. I'm going to talk about some facts about World Team Trophy in a little bit, but um Yeah, I'm just kind of because it it just extends the season another couple weeks. And maybe if we just put it in with Worlds, it would just... And then we would know that's a hard stop. The season's over. Worlds is over. Um, But, yeah. That's just... it's. I've been all about thinking of ideas on how we can make our sport better. And I think maybe that's going to be a future (laughs) podcast episode with us talking with some people about how we can make our sport better and get more eyes on it. And so my brain has been thinking of those things. And so that's one thing I've been thinking of. Well, I was, you know, watching world team trophy. I'll be honest, time change was hard, but thank you Peacock again for allowing us to watch it on replay for a couple days. Exactly. In ways to make the sport better. I hope that they can come up with a way to allow us To watch replays, not just for two days. But Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that they did change so that we could watch it. I just miss the days where I could go and rewatch a competition. Mm -hmm. It's difficult, as you said, with the schedule to be working a regular job and then being up in the middle of the night to watch a competition. Mm -hmm. It's, Yeah. yeah, it's not ideal. No. I think we made it through the season. We we've, you know, we've ticked the boxes. We're we're through. Yep. And so things what you guys may notice is things over the next probably month will be a little different on this week in skating just because we're kind of taking a little break 
before we start season two of the podcast. We still plan to have interview content posted for you guys. And we mm-hmm. will have some some episodes here and there that will catch you up on what's going on. But we're not going to have a regular publishing schedule over the next month. Just because Gina and I, we work regular full-time <laughs> jobs. We do. <laughs> also, we run websites that are devoted to figure skating so we need to focus on that and getting those ready for the upcoming season and then we focus on this podcast so we have a very very busy world yeah so we need to be able to have the time to pull all of this together and bring you the content that you want and deserve yeah so please bear with us as we get things ready for next season we will be making some changes I think they're good ones um, over the coming weeks. So you can definitely watch for that. Yes. Well, Daphne, one thing I want to say, we're just a couple days away from like our anniversary, our first anniversary, because we launched our preview episode on April 23rd. (laughs) So we're already, it's hard to believe. I know we say that a lot, but it is really hard to believe that it's been a full year Um, that we've been doing this podcast, and we are really looking forward to season two. Um, We've got a lot of ideas coming. So just because the season's over, though, we're not, we're going to take a little break in maybe the weekly episodes, but I just, before we started recording, I just updated my post-it note with things I need to, people I need to contact for upcoming episodes, things I need to do. So we're taking just maybe a little break from the weekly format that we do but you're still going to get your episodes so just because I know a lot of people are sad and I'm sad too the season's over I know Jackie is looking forward to his much needed break (laughs) but um and I know it's always sad when a season ends but um it's time we just everybody kind of needs a break I I can just imagine the skaters um, need a break we need it too so but exciting things coming around the corner yes It's great when you're passionate about something, but you can burn out from that passion if you don't take a break. And so that's why it's really important for Mm -hmm. us to do that. During this time, we're going to be, just like all of you, kind of waiting and watching (laughs) to see who's going to continue, who's going to retire, partnerships that are forming or dissolving. There's so much that we need to watch out for. So please follow us on social media because we will be sharing information as we get it. That's the best way to stay mm-hmm. in touch with us. Yeah, Gina will give you the information on how you can follow us when we get to the end of the episode. We're not really sure who's going to be sticking around over the yeah. next season. I'm thinking, you know, like Chalk and Bates, Gillis and Poirier, Kinnearum and Frazier, Muramoto and Takahashi, Jason Brown. Who's going to come back next season? Yeah, you know, I have to say, I like when a skater comes out and says, this is my last season, this is our last season, and gives us the farewell tour. Mm-hmm. I really don't like when they keep us hanging. Um, I don't understand <laughs> why. It's a decision that you really have to, you know, take in focus and on, and you take one competition at a time, and you may start a season saying, we're going to keep going, And you might get to the middle of the season and say, okay, we're done. You know, this is it. We can't do anymore. 
But I do like the farewell tour. I like knowing that this is their last competition here. This is their last competition there. Um, but yeah, this I hate the waiting game and trying to wait. But you know, I get. I totally understand. Um, it's just as fans and and journalists, you're you want the answer like now, or you want to know it's a whole. That's their last season. This is their season ending. So, yeah. There are so many factors that go into it that it may be a little while before we Mm -hmm. hear anything. Yeah, it's time for skaters to take a break. Go on vacation. I know um, Stars on Ice is starting up in Canada at the end of the month, and then the U.S. will be in May. Um, I know Japan Stars on Ice was just happening, so a lot of the shows are starting. So this is the time for the skaters to just kind of relax, unwind, and, you know, then have those discussions, have, you know, if it's with a team, definitely have a discussion with your partner, have a discussion with coaches and stuff and decide what's, what, what you're thinking. Absolutely. Well, we should get started talking a little bit about World Team Trophy. And I should start by saying we are going to have an episode where we talk a little bit more about it because Melanie was on site in Tokyo for this competition as a photographer for IceDance.com, she's going to be on with us to talk about her experience. This was her first trip to Japan, first mm-hmm. time at World Team Trophy. She really, I think, was blown away by her experience there, and she's agreed to come on and talk to us about it. So you guys can watch for that really soon. We're hoping to record it this week. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear about her experience with it, because, I mean... Skate. We all know skaters love World Team Trophy, but I want to hear it from her perspective as a first time going to yeah. the event as a photographer. It was definitely different. Um, Japan has a way of organizing the event that is different than any other country. Mm-hmm. So she was happy with the uh, her draw position as far as getting her photo spot. There were some challenges there so i'm interested in hearing more about that but even before the competition got started shoma uno had to withdraw due to a right ankle injury so we did not have the 2022-23 world champion at this competition and so shun sato replaced him i did wonder why they didn't go with kao miura hmm yeah. That was a little surprising. Um, but okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Daphne, when I was watching, I noticed a familiar face sitting in the Team Italy box. And I was like, what's Mickey Ando doing in the Team Italy box? And she was actually serving as Matteo Rizzo's coach. Uh, Matteo's dad was unable to be at the competition, so Mickey who worked with Mateo's dad toward the end of her career, stepped into his place. So that was kind of cool to see her there and serving as like a coach role. I don't know if she's doing coaching or what, but it was was kind of nice to see a familiar face. Yeah, she wasn't the only familiar face. Team USA had some different faces in there because like Ilya Malinin, we are used to seeing his father, Roman Skornikov with him at competitions, but this time he had his mom, Tatiana Malinina. For anyone who's followed skating for a really long time, Ilya's parents skated for Uzbekistan. We remember um, remember when 
Tatiana won the Grand Prix final. I mean, that, yeah, that was just a really cool result. Um, Alexa Kinnear and Brandon Frazier had Chris Kinnear in there in the Kiss and Cry with them. And Roheem Ward was with Jason Brown. So it was some different faces than we're used to seeing or have seen this past season. Yeah, I was hearing it might have been Roheen's first time at World Team Trophy. It may have been his first time in Japan, too. I don't know. I, I thought I saw something about that. But, um, yeah, so it was cool to see some different faces in there yes. in the Kiss and Cry. Um, one thing, too, to note, Daphne, I know I remember talking about this with um, a skater at my rink when we were watching the Grand Prix. And she said, oh, you know, skaters haven't been hitting the 100 mark in the short program for men. Well, we did get 100 here. Um, a couple skaters did. Kevin Amos and Junwa Cha both had um, passed the 100 points in the short program. So I know at the beginning of the season, a lot of skaters weren't hitting that 100, but it was nice to see that here. And I know in Ice Dance too, some scores were record-breaking. There were a lot of high scores at this competition. There were some very generous scores given at this competition, um, but also some really great performances at the same time. So Madison Chalk and Evan Bates broke the rhythm free dance and overall score records um, that were set, I believe, by Gabriella Papadakis, Guillaume Cizeron. As things change over time with elements being added and point totals changing as far as what a skater can achieve in a program, it's hard to keep up with the record-breaking scores because, you know, by season the scores change. So it was great to see Madison Evan you know, have this achievement, 93.91 in the rhythm dance, 138.41 in the free dance, 232.32 overall. Another thing to note about dance, uh, Hannah, Hannah Lim and Yi Kwan had a great senior debut, solid performances, including a rhythm dance they had never competed before because things are different on the junior and senior level. I think they were really well received in Japan, so this should set them up for next season. Mm -hmm. Well, we mentioned that we don't know if this competition was the last competition for some skaters. One person we do know whose final competition it was was Keegan Messing. Um, and of course, he was there in the Team Canada box with that huge Canadian flag. I know Robin got some good photos. I'm sure Melanie got hit, you know, good photos of him waving that flag. Well, he did say he will go home now, um, spend some time at home with his wife and the, the two kids that we did get to see in the kiss and cry on the phone. Um, but he told Golden Skate he's going to do the fire department, join the fire department at some point. And then, of course, combine that with show skating. He's going out on tour with Stars on Ice in a couple weeks. So, um, yeah. So, again, sad. We've been all season. We knew this was Keegan's last season. Now this is the last competition. And this was the competition he wanted to end with. Because mm -hmm. he said he skated this season because of World Team Trophy. So, um, so yeah. So, it was his farewell. And, um I know we'll still see Keegan in shows and I'm sure on social media, he will be posting updates of those two 
children of his and yeah so wishing him all the best now as he moves on to the next part of his career in life yeah one skater two that we have already been speculating about alexa canaram alexa touched the ice with both hands after she and brandon frazier finished their free skate on saturday they had an isu personal best score winning both segments she hugged her husband um, who was also serving as their coach, Chris Kinnearum, as soon as she stepped off the ice. Brandon said in the mix zone after, Alexa and I didn't announce anything, but it's safe to say that we soaked up every second of the competition this week. I am not sure what that means. I just think we have had, it's been a wonderful time watching the two of them grow and develop as a pair over the last couple of seasons mm -hmm. getting together during a pandemic is not easy mm -mm. but they have exceeded expectations with their partnership you know world champions world silver medalists um now a gold medal at the world team trophy we don't know the medal color from the olympics from last year because that's still up for debate but hopefully We'll have information on that at some point. So I guess the jury is still out and we will wait to hear from Alexa and Brandon on what they decide to do. Yeah. We can definitely say this is their last world team trophy. Yes. Because she did post that on um, Instagram. And, and as a reminder, world team trophy is not every year. The next mm -hmm. one is in 2025. So, I mean, so that doesn't really say if they're going to compete next season or not. We just have to wait right. and wait for them to announce it when they're ready and how they choose to announce what their plan to do is their call. You know, it's all in their hands. We can't speculate. We can't report anything until they announce it. So. Right. They will announce it. And you know, you'll hear from us on this podcast as soon as an announcement is made. One thing also to pay attention to with some of these decisions there, the factors that may play into it, we do know that the next two world championships will take place in North America. So mm -hmm. that may play into a skater or team's decision to stay in another year or two. Mm -hmm. And then if you stay in until 2025, what's another year? <laughs> I know. Hard to believe. <laughs> like, we just finished the first season in this new quad we're now three years away from the olympics yes crazy time is gonna fly by it is so if you'd like to hear any of the press conference highlights we will put a link in the show notes so that you can go ahead and check those out yeah um definitely one thing i want to mention um, and actually, Melanie was the one who kind of um, alerted me to it. She said a photo was taken, uh, a group photo was taken in the Kiss and Cry with um, a bunch of skaters with a, the banner for Todd Sand. And um, I, as maybe some people noticed, too, some of the skaters had a hat on with it said Sand on the side. And I think it said L.A., I think, mm -hmm. in the front. Um but so I was kind of once Melanie tweeted about that, I was kind of keeping my eye on social media to see if that photo would appear. And it did. Uh, Jenny Mino Sand shared the photo on her and Todd's Instagram page. 
Um, and it's really a nice photo. Again, the big banner that they had in the Kiss and Cry and then a whole bunch of skaters. Um, you know, not just pairs, dancers, all different countries. It was really nice. And then Jenny did also give an update on Todd and I'm going to read the update here. She says, it's been six weeks since the day your heart stopped for an hour. You fought to wake up when the doctors didn't know if you would. You've learned to stand, sit up and walk again when the doctors weren't sure you would. I knew you would. Every day you push through your exhaustion to try to get stronger so you could walk out of the hospital. Yesterday, you told us you just want to feel normal again. You want to remember things easily. You want to be able to have a steak and watch your boys play baseball. You're going to do it, all of it, one day at a time, one day at a time. We'll do it together. So just an update, I mean, to really understand what he's been through. I mean, to know that he had to learn to walk and stand and do all those things. I don't think I fully grasp how serious his condition was and that his heart stopped for an hour. I mean, just seeing and hearing that update. Yeah. And let's look at what he's doing now that he can stand, sit up and walk. Mm -hmm. That's a huge step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And again, this whole situation has been, a testament to the skating community and how they've really rallied around the family and the training center, not just in the U S but around the world. I think that photo in the kiss and cry really captures the essence and spirit of the skating community. It's very big, but it's also very small. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was really special to see that. And I, you know, as we've said before on this podcast, we're going to continue to share updates as we receive them. Mm -hmm. And we wish the family the very best as they continue. Yep. Keep fighting there, Recovery process. (laughs) Keep fighting, Todd. We all believe in you and we know you're going to be back stronger real soon. So, Um, but I, Daphne, I said I compiled some facts about world team trophy that I thought we'd share a little bit. Um, because I was kind of curious about this event a little bit. I knew it's relatively new, um, which it did. The first time world team trophy happened was in 2009 in Tokyo. And the medalists were team USA, Canada, and Japan. Now, I was wondering if it's always been held in Japan. Yes, it has. And so that was why my idea for maybe, you know, putting it in with Worlds might not... The Japanese fans may not be happy because this event has always been in Japan. Um, And I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if it's the ISU doesn't... Nobody else bids on it? I don't know why. No, it doesn't... I don't believe it goes through a bidding process. Oh, okay. I think Japan has always hosted this competition. So I don't think that there will ever really be a a bidding process for it. I think it's traditionally been held there Hmm. from the beginning. So, yeah, I don't believe it will ever change locations. I think Japan will always host it. Okay. Yeah, I was, it was just something I was curious about. I didn't realize that it was kind of always in Japan, which I mean, 
the atmosphere in Japan is great for this sort of competition. I just would love to see if uh, we could, you know, in the North America have that sort of environment and feel. But um, we did once. There yes. was a competition that was held. Team Challenge Cup. Yes. Way back, I think it was in Washington State is where it was held. Yeah, like, it was held in 2016. And the reason my brain is just pulling this out, I do not have anything in front of me telling me it was in 2016, was because um, at the World Championships in Boston, the last day they had a media breakfast for the media to learn about this competition. And it was like a couple weeks later in Washington State. You are right. It was there. And that was it. It was, yeah, we did it once. And um, I don't think it, we've done it since. We but have yes. not. But in 2016, I do remember that just because of that. I did go to the breakfast to learn about it because I was like, well, might as well. Free food. <laughs> um, go and hear about this competition. But yeah. So another going back to World Team Trophy. Um, it is held every other year, as we mentioned before. There was one time it was not held every other year. Um, it was held back-to-back, and that happened to be because of the Japanese earthquake in 2011. So the competition was um, postponed to 2012, and then the 2013 um, World Team Trophy still happened. So that's why there was back-to-back in 2012 and 2013. The U.S. has won the event four times, 2009, 2013, 2015, 2019, and they have medaled at every one, two silvers and a bronze. And so gold this year makes it number five for the golds. Now, Korea competed in their very first world team trophy, and they took home a medal. Um, I don't know if we were a little bit surprised by that, um, but... I mean, the some of their skaters' performances this weekend were outstanding. So, you know, I, I'm not too surprised. Um, but it's, I was surprised. I think I should say I was surprised by the fact that they have not been in a World Team Trophy since this year. Well, Korea has not had a pair team or a consistent dance team. They've had dance teams, but they have not. It's been a couple of seasons here and mm-hmm. there. Let's just say they won a silver medal with a pair team who really hasn't had any international experience together, really, and a nice dance team (laughs) who was junior until they debuted at the senior level here in Tokyo. That's pretty fantastic to Mm -hmm. come out and do that. And Japan won the bronze at this competition. Um... Their pair team finishes high as second. Their ladies did okay. It wasn't their best skates of the season. Yeah. It was kind of... Um, they were still decent. I think, you know, there may have been pressure of skating on home ice. Yeah, that and just maybe it's been, you know, it's the last competition. Long a season. long season. And just being tired. I mean, and some yeah. of these skaters have, since Worlds, have been performing in shows for Stars mm-hmm. on Ice in Japan. So they really haven't had a time to just unwind a little bit. I don't know how many skaters actually who were not in sh- doing shows were actually training for this event either. Some may have just, yeah. you know, 
are starting to think about next season and might have been taking a little break here and there since Worlds. So yeah, there were some skates that I was like, oh, they're not having their best skates. And then there were some that surprised me too. Um, so yeah, I think it, again, back to my idea, maybe it's just because we, we've pushed the season out a little bit longer after Worlds by having this competition and I think maybe skaters are tired. I can't imagine how they're feeling right now, too, um, if they're ready just for uh, the season to be over. Well, too, uh, Kanemuramoto, Daisuke Takahashi, that may have been their last performance. We don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they'll go on to do shows even if they retire from mm-hmm. competing. But they're another team or skater that's been taking it year to year. They had a decent finish here. They were yeah. fourth. Yeah, so and I love his smile at the end. He just really enjoys dance. I tweeted out some photos of Robin had got his big smile at the end of his, their Phantom Free Dance. But yeah, um, you know, part of me wishes if it was their end. Well, I should say, I wish he would have come into Ice Dance a little sooner after his me singles too. career. Because we really could have gotten to see him. Um, a whole lot longer because I mean he, I'm not saying it's the end so don't like put uh, I'm not putting words that he's going to be ending um, I'm just saying it's because of his age he's towards the end of his career his thir- and, yeah and he's, near that. he's 37 yeah so I don't know you know I mean but I think in the past in Ice Dance 31 32 was the latest like, you did not see skaters staying on beyond 31, 32. It just was, the you know, mm-hmm. usually by then it was like the final. To have someone in ice dance at 37, I mean, look at the barriers that Deanna Stilato Dudek is breaking in pairs. Yeah. I mean, she's 39. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Could he, he be like Deanna? Could him and Deanna kind of... Push each yeah. other to see who could go longer. I don't know. They Have could. to wait and see. I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see. So yeah, we will be back with a conversation with Melanie Haney about World Team Trophy sometime in the next week or two. Yes. So Triglav Trophy took place in Justin East Slovenia. Japan sent eight skaters in senior Hannah Yoshida. Landed a triple axel cleanly in both programs to win the gold, with Yuna Aoki winning silver and Italy's Ginevra Negrello the bronze. In the men's event, Nozumi Yoshioka, as well as Sumitada Moraguchi, that name may be familiar because he's come up in our discussions about the pairs issue with the ages. He made his international singles debut, and they won gold and silver, respectively. Not bad. No. Italy's Gabrielle Frangipani won the bronze. In junior, no surprise, Mao Shibata won the gold medal with Haruna Murakami, who is Moraguchi's partner, finishing second. Switzerland's Sarah Franzi finishing third. And in junior men, Shunsuke Nakamura and Rio Nakata won the gold and silver, respectively. Well, in the U.S., adult nationals took place this week in Salt Lake City. 
Um, all championship level competition was streamed live for free on the Fan Zone Video Corner. We will put a link in the show notes to the results. I just want to congratulate um, Riley Smith. She writes for FSO. Um, she competed this past week at her first U.S. Adult Nationals. Um, and so I just want to congratulate her on that and all of the adults who took part in the competition this past week. And in Anaheim, California, the intercollegiate team final took place. There are, we'll put in, in our show notes, um, an article with about the Boston University team that was taking part. Um, team standings and medalists were not finalized as of late Saturday night. So as soon as we get any updates, we'll make sure we throw it into the show notes of this episode. Um, some individual results that we do want to mention... So Karen Chen, and as everybody knows, Karen Chen is at school at Cornell. She was second in the junior solo free dance. Daphne, she's doing dance. Um, that she is finished, cool. <laughs> she finished second to David Shapiro, who was a past national singles competitor in junior. Rena Inkanishi, who attends NYU, won the Senior Championships Women's Free Skate, and Rena was a national competitor. Um, Audrey Liu, remember Audrey Liu with Misha Mitrofanov? She is at UCLA. She finished second. Top four for the Senior Men's Championship Free Skate, they've all competed at nationals in junior. Um, Nick Shea, Philip Baker, Lucas Altieri, Goku Endo, and Goku was, or Goku was, um, senior this year. And, mm -hmm. um, Emmanuel Savory won the senior men's short program. Uh, he attends Dartmouth. And then Sasha Fear, who also goes to Dartmouth, um, was second in the senior solo free dance group B. Congratulations to all the competitors. Yes. So moving on to general skating news, um... Sad to report the passing of Bernard Ford, who passed away on April 5th, 2023. Bernard Ford skated with Diane Toller, and that name may sound familiar because Diane Toller's daughters, Pippa and Candy, are the coaches, along with Diane, of Ashley Slatter and Adel Angay mm -hmm. Perez, who competed at the World Junior Championships. Um... Toller and Ford brought attention to ice dance before it became an Olympic sport. In fact, they were in the demonstration event for ice dance um, in 1968. They were members of the Order of the British Empire, um, appointed by Queen Elizabeth II. They also earned a spot in the World Figure Skating Hall of Fame in 1993. In 1989, at the York Region Skating Academy in Richmond Hill, Ontario, Bernard Ford, with assistance from Kelly Johnson and his ice dance team of Laurie Palmer and Stephen Belanger, created the Cha-Cha Congolado, hmm. which is an ISU pattern dance now. Um, our deepest sympathies go out to the family of Bernard Ford. Um, he was also known for coaching Tracy Wilson and Rob McCall when they were competing in the 80s. He was a consultant, judge, and more. 
far beyond competing. We will share a link to a skate guard article that was done in 2013 by our friend Ryan. And then the press release that was presented by the British Ice Skating Association. Yeah. Well, Midori Ito is registered to compete once again in the International Adult Competition in Oberstdorf, Germany. Well, the Dallas Classic is going to take place from July 15th through the 17th in Plano, Texas. It's been added as the first NQS competition for ice dance. We'll put a link to that announcement in our show notes. I'm excited. It's been my first competition of the season the last few years. I think me and Robin may head back there again in July. Well, U.S. Figure Skating announced its 2024 synchronized skating qualifying season. Um, The U.S. Synchronized Skating Championships will be held in Las Vegas at the Orleans Arena. We're all familiar with that. Actually, Las Vegas was supposed to host the event in 2021, but it was canceled due to COVID. Eastern sectionals will be held in Durham, New Hampshire, And for the first time since 2006, Pacific Coast and Midwestern sectionals will be held separately. I did not know that they were, well, I knew they were together. I just didn't know why, but they will be held separately now. Um, Pacific Coast will be in Irvine, California, and Midwesterns will be in Wichita, Kansas. Well, the U.S. Figure Skating International Selection Pool has been updated since U.S. Nationals. 2022 Olympians Nathan Chen, Vincent Zhou, and Karen Chen are among those whose names have been removed ahead of the upcoming season. There have been some additions, and we'll link to that list in our show notes. Well, moving on to recent articles and interviews, over at Olympics.com, they had posted a couple articles ahead of World Team Trophy, one with Ilya, um, one with Cowrie and one with Jason Brown. So we will put those links in our show notes. Adult Skate Tuesday, Friendship and Community, um, was an, also the subject of an article by U.S. Figure Skating. Each Tuesday, adult skaters from Austin, Texas, participate in Adult Skate Tuesday, which includes adult classes followed by an informal dinner gathering. I that like that like idea. The- they're yeah. building a little community there. I like that. Yeah, I like that idea. I, I, I should mention that to some of my uh, friends that I skate with, that maybe we should do something like that. Well, U.S. Figure Skating also posted an article about Together on Ice, it was called. Skating is a family affair for the Stone family, and it talks about the Stone family who started Learn to Skate at the same time, and it, now skating has been a passion for John and Janet Stone and their four kids. Two of the kids are coached by Colin McManus and Anastasia Canuccio, and they went to the Ice Dance Final, where they qualified for uh, the National Development Camp. Hmm. Very cool. So moving on to social media updates. Georgia's Karina Safina announced the end of her partnership with Luca Barulova on April 7th. And Luca shared his own message on Instagram, like, later the same day. I don't think it was a smooth breakup, which is sad. 
So best wishes to both of them in the future. Well, Team USA's Isabel Martins and Ryan Bedard have repartnered. I think people remember them as being a junior pairs team, and then they split. And But this is good news here that they are together again, and they're actually moving from Chicago to Irvine, California. Um, they're waiting. I think Isabel is waiting until the end of the school year to move out to California. Um, so they will be training in Irvine. And Roheen Warren has choreographed their short program. So I'm excited to see them back together. I thought they had a lot of promise. And I was disappointed when they decided to go their separate ways. So I'm glad they have gotten back together. And hopefully they will. we will see them at Nationals um, next season. Well, Israel Shira Ichilov has a new partner. She's going to be skating with Dmitry Kravchenko. They'll be competing for Israel in the upcoming season. Shira announced this on Instagram and on Facebook, and I'm just really excited for her that she'll be back out there competing this season. Yeah. Well, I think, Daphne, we're going to need to start like a list of program announcements soon because here we are. We say (laughs) this is the end of the season, and now we all know what comes programs for next season and so team usa's anastasia smirinova and danielle sitsania announced their program music for the 2023-2024 season on instagram i gotta get this up on their website um they are skating to in their short program it's earned it by the weekend from the 50 shades of gray soundtrack beneath your beautiful by labyrinth featuring Ameli sandy um is their free skate so Salim Mazinge, Marco Garienko have launched a GoFundMe to help with her ongoing therapy and recovery from her injury that happened last September, and also to help with their training expenses because they've relocated to Montreal. This will be their first really full season coming up um, for 23-24. And also Maria Holubsova, Kirill Bielabrov of Ukraine have started a Patreon to help with their training expenses. Of course, with the issue in Ukraine, the war um, funding is just non-existent for them. So it's really important that uh, if you want to support skating in Ukraine, several of the skaters have created Patreons or GoFundMes to help them continue to compete in the next season. And both of these teams are like in their very early 20s. So, I mean, there's a lot of time left in, left in their careers, so. Yeah. Well, if you have some time now, now that the skating season is over, and but you want to expand your knowledge of figure skating, we've got two books that you should check out, and they're from our friend Ryan, The Almanac of Canadian Figure Skating. Actually, three books, I should say. The Almanac of Canadian Figure Skating, The Technical Merit, and A History of Figure Skating Jumps, and A Bibliography of Figure Skating are available, and they are all done by our friend Ryan Stevens of the Skate Guard blog, um, and we will put information in our show notes. So moving on to upcoming events for the week, there are no competitions. <laughs> there are, I believe, for solo dance. Which is something that we're going to be adding to our schedule for next season is we'll we'll try to add some solo dance into it. 
it's just there's so much in skating beyond what you see with the four disciplines. Gina and I really feel strongly that supporting all the disciplines and all of skating as a whole is really important. So bear with us as we continue to grow the podcast and add um, add new segments to the show. But we are going to look ahead to May. There are some events coming up. The Thailand Open uh, Figure Skating Championships are May 1st through the 4th in Bangkok, Thailand. And as we mentioned, Midori Ito is going to be competing in the ISU International Adult Competition. That is May 15th to the 20th in Germany. Oceana International Competition is going to take place from May 15th through the 17th in Auckland, New Zealand. Mexico Cup is taking place May 16th to the 20th in Mexico City, Mexico. And the Hollands Trophy International from June 9th through the 12th in Sydney, Australia. That brings us, Gina, to the end of our regular content. Can you let folks know where they can find us? Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. Again, keep an eye out for social me- on our social media accounts because if anything comes out when we're not doing a weekly episode, that's where you can find information. Um, so Twitter, it's at this WK in skating and then Facebook and Instagram, it's this week in skating. We love your feedback or your questions. Let us know what you thought of the season. Did you have a favorite moment? Was there something that really stood out to you this season? Um, let us know. Uh, you can do that by reaching out to us on social media, or you can email us at this week in skating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received from everyone via email and social media. We've gotten emails and messages about the interviews that we've been doing and just a lot of support and love, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, we did get a lot of feedback from our Kathy Reed and Allison Reed um, interview. So thank, I'm glad to hear that people enjoyed that interview. We enjoyed talking with them and we've got more interviews coming. So yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. And we like to end our podcast with a little bit about what's going on at our respective websites. I've got world team trophy photos over at IDC. It's yeah, it's the end of the season. Um, But I also did a very special interview. You guys know that I do a lot of photography and that's really my focus as well as managing IDC. But I did a very special interview with Solen Mazinge and Marco Garienko of Estonia to talk about their careers, but also to really talk about their accident and how she recovered, what it was like for them to go through this together. Because again, they were training in Montreal with no family nearby. And they really talked about the support that they have from their training mates and also the doctors and how everything unfolded. It was very scary, but I so appreciated both of them taking time to talk with me about what happened because it really is a story of resilience and a story of hope. I know that there was some discussion on social media about her being at uh, World Championships because she had that brain injury. 
she competed at Worlds with the full support of her medical team. And that was something we really wanted to get across. So I had a wonderful conversation with them and I really tried to present their story in their own words and keep the article focused on that rather than anything else. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes and maybe Gina and I will have them on the podcast at some point to talk about things and how things are going for them. But it was really great to get to know them. Gina, you would laugh because at the end we were talking about pop figures again. (laughs) Yeah. Video games, pop figures, lots of pop culture stuff. So it was fun. Yeah, one thing I wanted to say, Daphne, I read the article and I totally recommend people to read the article because you really get to hear, I mean, hear visually reading it, um, that her words and of what she's gone through. And so you did a wonderful job with it. You really got across everything. So yeah, I definitely recommend that article. But over at FSO, it's World Team Trophy photos and a World Team Trophy recap um hopefully by the time you hear this episode both will be up but if not it'll be a day or two later um but then I'm also I haven't put it out yet on social media and I haven't put it out yet on FSO so I'm gonna put it out here first figure skaters online is going to expand our coverage a little bit we would like to do more synchro and it not just U.S. synchro nationals and worlds we want to do the Challenger Series. We want to do, uh, you know, Canadian Nationals for Synchro. So we want to expand. And when I was at World Synchros, I saw that there's not a lot of media that covers Synchro. So Figure Skaters Online wants to do more of that. But I'm one person, and I do have a team of writers that help me out. And we're all busy as ourselves. So I'm looking for someone or multiple people. I should say, journalists, photographers, past, present synchro skaters, anyone who likes synchro that would like to and likes to write and would like to follow the the coverage a little bit more. So stay, check out FSO in the next week or two. I will be putting out a shout out. Hey, we're looking for people. So if that's something that you might be interested in, if you are a synchro skater, both you know past or present, and you would like to do some writing or you are a photographer and you would like to take some photos at synchro competitions and stuff, um, I will be putting out how you can get a hold of me and how we can um, talk about that going forward. But yeah, that's something that I'm, as now the off season is here, I'm, that's something I want to um, start planning for and working on for next season. Yeah, I'm still working on the solo dance expansion. I have some volunteers who are going to work on it with me. I just got caught up in the end of the season and you know what happens once we reach the end of the season. It just gets a little bit crazy. One thing we wanted to share with everyone is we, as we mentioned earlier, (laughs) we will be taking a break from regular episodes over the next few weeks as we kind of transition and recharge for the next season. We do plan to return to launch season two on May 22nd. And as part of that, something a little bit special, we're going to be running a contest between now and then. 
We're going to give away our first bit of this week in skating swag. It's going to be a coffee mug, and I'm going to create a picture or a draft of it so we can share it on social media. All you have to do to enter the contest is go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a written review. Well, that's easy to do. (laughs) Super easy. If you do that, it helps boost this week in skating up on people's radars so that they can see and that we're there and also to listen to us and get our content out there more. And we plan to do more of this during the season. Mm-hmm. You know, we, this first year has been a learning experience for us. And now as we move into season two, we're, we're going to make a few changes and we're going to work on a few things so that we can launch season two and have it be even better than everything we've put in in the last year. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything you guys like, we may do some polls to gauge what you guys mm-hmm. like the most, what you'd like to see or hear from us. And uh, so watch for those on social media. Yes. We'd like to thank you so much for your support in the last year as we have navigated through developing this podcast. Yes. We're looking forward to bringing you so much more content. Yeah. In the coming second season of Twiz. Because yes. that's what we call it behind the scenes. Yes. This weekend skating Twiz. Yes. So. So in the meantime, between now and... And May 22nd, which it's a great day to kick off season two of This Week in Skating, because that is my birthday. So I think that's just perfect. But anyway, between now and then, you're going to get episodes. Again, as I said in the beginning, before we started recording, Daphne and I were giving ourselves updates and I put some notes that I needed to, of people I needed to contact. We've already recorded one interview that is coming to you next week. So just stay tuned. It's just, you're not going to hear our normal event recaps or some of the, you know, interviews that we want you to check out or some of the recent news. If there is news going on, yeah, we may record a quick episode here and, you know, like if medals are to come out um, from the Olympics. If something big is to happen, definitely we will do an episode. But between now and then, it's going to be mostly just some interviews and other things that we have, not the traditional format. But we will come back on May 22nd with uh, Season 2 in our weekly episodes. And with that, we have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a nice week!